Hey, buddy. What a buck. Be some kind of angel, brother. Some kind of angel. Cast the nerds who haunted themselves. I'm Stuart Moraine and I'm a Superman fan, which is lucky as for this year's summer specials we're taking a look at the cinematic adventures of the Man of Tomorrow, from 1978's Superman the Movie to 2013's Man of Steel, with a stop off in 1993 for the Lois and Clark pilot along the way too. There are some super anniversaries to celebrate this year with Superman himself turning 85, Superman the Movie celebrating its 45th anniversary, Superman 3 its 40th, the Lois and Clark pilot its 30th anniversary and Man of Steel hitting its 10th anniversary too. So 2023 seemed like the right year to welcome you to our Summer of Superman specials. Whether you're a regular listener or just dropping by for these special episodes, welcome to the show and thank you for giving us a listen. I hope you enjoyed the film talk and, as always, if you feel like doing so, you can keep the conversation going in the comments on our socials, in the Am I Not group over on Facebook, or wherever you see this episode posted. For this episode, I'm joined by Lois and Clark and always hold on to DC's Legends of Tomorrow host Matt Truax as we discuss the 1993 pilot movie for Lois and Clark The New Adventures of Superman. And now, with an advance warning on spoilers and all that introduction stuff out of the way, let's roll the trailer. On Saturday nights, there's only one superhero worth watching. The original Man of Steel, only on BBC One. Hello, Matt. How are you? I am very good. I'm so happy to be back in Nineties awesome. Metropolis. Yeah, I've ripped you out of the Temple Zone. I've pulled you from the Wave Rider. <laughs> Thank you so much. Nineteen Ninety Three Metropolis. How I am is is I I love doing Legends. We're having a great time on. Um, sorry, always hold on to DC's Legends of Tomorrow, where I am I am a co captain on that show. But um, like I've been in a Lois and Clark like mood on a Lois and Clark kick lately. So this has been so nice to like look forward to, you yeah. know, and I'm back into like just rewatching the series as a comfort thing. I saw a, a dumb post the other day that was like being in your 30s is having a long list of new things to watch and just watching the same comfort show over and over again. I'm like, yeah, exactly. You know, like that's that is so where I am right now. Um, so truly, this has been something I've been very much looking forward to. And I sat down with the pilot for the first time in a while last night and just like. Yep, I, I love this more than I will ever understand, you know? Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I've been really looking forward to this. <laughs> Partly I was like, 
I feel a little bit like I've done this whole Superman thing just so I can look quite Lois and Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Thank but, you for acknowledging this as a no, movie. It 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 felt right. It again, we didn't get a Superman movie in the nineties. We'll get into it a bit in a bit, but um, yeah, it felt wrong not to, especially as it was such an important part of my love of Superman, part of that holy trinity that sort of pulled me into <laughs> solidifying me as a Superman fan kind of thing. I suppose before we get into it, I should do a little bit of information. So obviously we're talking about the pilot to Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman, or just the new adventures of Superman as it was over here in the UK. So directed mm-hmm. by Robert Butler, developed for television and written by Deborah Drew Levine, Superman created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Starring Dean Kane, Terry Hatcher, Lane Smith, the one and only Jimmy Olsen, Michael Lands, <laughs> Tracy Scoggins, Kay Callan, Eddie Jones, Elizabeth Barandes. Apologies if I said that wrong. As Dr. Baines, is that who that is? Uh, no, she was Lucy Lane. Oh, okay. And John Shea. I didn't write down it was Dr. Baines, sorry. I went yeah, by the. Doesn't matter because you just said John Shea, so who cares? So, exactly. Premiered on ABC on Sunday, the 12th of September, 1993 in the US, and on BBC One on Saturday, 8th of January, 1994. It's so weird to think of it as a Sunday evening thing. Um, it's always been Saturday TV for me. All of my shows were always Sunday evening things, like as a kid. So like this this felt right to me. Not Like I watched this in reruns, but but when I found out it was a Sunday show, I'm like, oh, of course it was. Yeah, it's weird. A lot of the things that were like Saturday prime time for us were like a Thursday night or something in the US. It's bizarre. Mm. Um uh, the pilot pulled in 18.3 million viewers in the US and between t- uh, 8 to 10 million in the UK. Um, I can't remember where I got that figure from. It was one of the rating sites. Um, I'm yeah, assuming I've never, seen, I've never seen UK ratings, I'm realizing. I, yeah, Sorry, American-centric over here. That was as close as I could pull on it, but it was massive over here. Yeah. Um, I think if it hadn't have gone from BBC One to Sky... The ratings probably would have stayed up and we possibly could have had enough influence to pull in a fifth season. Because I'm pretty sure Superman and Lois is getting renewed partly because of the viewing figures over here. Because it's massive over here. That's crazy. So is it like, sorry, let's just talk Superman and Lois for a second. Is it like a cultural thing over there? Because like I'm, here it's just like like another CW show. I, I, sure. I think love, there's a nostalgia but... for people because it's in the old Lois and Clark time slot on a Saturday night. Interesting. Um, obviously they drop them all at once, but it's... Yeah, it proved really popular over here on a Saturday. Um, cool. I guess because we haven't had any Doctor Who for a while, possibly as well. But okay, because it wasn't cinematically released, there's obviously no Roger Ebert or Barry Norman review, but there was a review by Brian Lowry in for Variety magazine, uh, which was published on the 10th of September 1993, in which he said, with Dean Cain demonly destined to become America's next sex symbol, that's with mm-hmm. a big red S, and co-star Terry Hatcher not far behind. ABC seemed to have gotten it right with the most expensive for fall gamble. Balancing humour, action, and moonlighting type banter between the leads. Those elements combined will probably sink Sequest DSV. But the real question is whether Superman can source sandwich demographically between Murder, She Wrote and Martin. Answer, if ABC can get it, get it sampled, this bird could fly. Cool. So All right. It, it had a popular review. Like I say, that's the only review I could find at the time. But, you know, this is pre-internet. So they probably weren't archiving them online. Like, sort of. So... I mean, obviously, for people who know you, they know that you dabbled in the world of 90s Metropolis in, <laughs> in a previous podcast live. Dabbled, dabbled yes. Dipped in um, and out. I don't believe it yes, was comprehensive. Um, for, for six years of my life, my first real big podcast, I um, hosted uh, Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman, um, initially with a co-host who didn't know the show at all. And then, uh, rightfully, he, he bowed out. He had he had like life things going on, but it was also when like life things were going on. I'm not like, yeah, I'm gonna make you 
I'm going to force yeah. you to watch this, you know, two in layman mediocre Superman show from the nineties <laughs> that you don't care about, you know, like that was fine. And I had a great time finishing up the series, but yeah, um, we just, we finished that. Um, I finished whatever he came back at the end. I finished that in December of this year. Um, and really like ha- the minute I finished recording or excuse me, editing the final episode, it, I finished like editing at like 10 in the morning one day. And then I sat down and had a bowl of cereal and watched this pilot on uh, what was that? Like December 30th or whatever that year, uh, last year. And I haven't watched this since then, but like I said, I've been in a Lois and Clark kick and whatnot. So it was really fun to just kind of sit there and watch the thing last night and watch it uh, in beautiful form on uh, Max over here where they've got it all in high res. I hope that you have access to this too. I'm realizing I don't um, know if you, you do can, or not. You can purchase it on Prime Video here in HD because I... Oh, it is in HD now. Cool. I bought the pilot just to see how well they cleaned it up and it is surprisingly good. I mean, there's a couple of bits where it flicks to slightly grainy, but still okay. tell when a, when a visual effects shot is coming, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's almost like in Scooby-Doo when you'd like know which rock is going to move. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, the whole show like right now just looks beautiful. So even when I go back and watch like a mediocre episode, I haven't seen in a while. If I haven't seen it on, max in hd it's still kind of a treat to be like oh my god look at those yeah i, I do still like my dvd copies I, I wish i had the videos i taped off bbc back in the day but you know <laughs> as you get older and start taping over stuff you loved and then realize sure. <laughs> i want the home video I, truly i want the home video release of this just in case this this goes somewhere you know but yeah but if it's on amazon already in the uk that's a good sign yeah like i say you have to buy it but that, that's all right. I'll buy I, it. I don't. I don't mind putting a bit of money in. Well, I hope it goes in, like you know, the people involved's pockets. Well, I guess we'll see how the strike yeah. goes. I don't know. <laughs> but so, sort of, what are your? Obviously, you've discussed it on your podcast. So I'm aware of that. But what are your memories of first seeing the pilot? Because I know you saw later seasons first, didn't you? Yeah, I watched it all in reruns. Um, I couldn't tell you what my first like full episode of Lois and Clark was, though I think it would have been in season two, just because like at, when I was young, I had a decent understanding of what the eras were. Um, though I definitely hadn't seen um, Michael Landis till like I saw basically all of Justin Whale and his Superman <laughs> or is Jimmy, excuse me, but like I remember. I remember knowing that I was watching the final episode of the show one day and that the next day it was going to be the pilot. Um, And of course, you know, it aired in two parts. This is like a 90 minute pilot, uh, basically. So it is a movie. Um, But it really wasn't until the DVDs came out, uh, which came out right before Superman Returns uh, hit theaters, that I saw it kind of presented as is, as like this one, you know, uniform episode movie essentially um and that's that's really my strongest memory of it honestly was getting the dvds and watching the pilot on there for the first time and being like oh wow look at this thing like this thing works perfectly as one long mini movie essentially yeah yeah i mean i remember saturday 8th of january 1994 sitting down to watch Mm -hmm. it on bbc one it didn't have the opening scene with lois on it it opens with clark getting off the bus 
is the oh, way crazy. I remember it because it was it wasn't quite ninety minutes. It was like an hour and ten minutes, so there was twenty minutes missing. So when I finally watched it on DVD, I was like, "What's all this stuff?" Yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, and I loved it instantly. I taped it, and then I watched it again on the Sunday morning, and then I did that for the rest of the series. I'd tape it on the tape and watch it on the Saturday night, and then watch it again on Sunday, and then the summer of that mm-hmm. of ninety four, I watch over a week. I watched the whole series again in one go of all my VHSs of what I taped off the That's telly. Cool. Um which was These lovely. dumb memories we have that were just like the best you know week of our lives and nobody but, knew, you know. But yeah, and I followed it religiously through season one, season two with fake Jimmy. Although I I did grow to like Justin Whalen as Jimmy too. Thank Jimmy you. Jimmy too. I was worried that going into season when season three started, I was like, please don't have recast Jimmy and please don't have recast Jimmy <laughs> because I thought it was going to be something they just did every year, like the actor. Yeah, just to keep it fresh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then I remember watching most of season three. I don't remember watching the Kryptonian stuff. Oh, okay. And then four, I seemed to dip in and out of because, like I say, it moved over to Sky TV, which was like cable so paid subscription channels so Um, here's my question it just moving networks makes me think that like did the did the love affair with it or in the uk die at that point like it was was it less popular i think it cut it off for a lot of people so i think because it was so big on bbc one i think sky one purchased it to show assuming that people would then sign up for Sky oh, to carry they... on watching. Oh, But then I it see. showed on BBC a little while later, but I think by that point, it had sort of lost its... I mean, it was losing its magic by the end of season three for a lot of people anyway. I think I'd possibly yeah. grown out of it. So it time. wasn't that it was moved because it wasn't doing as well. It was because another network yeah. paid more to get it, but nobody had... Okay. That tend to happen a lot. It's like 24 was like shown on bbc2 in this country originally and then sky picked it up when it became massive mm, okay. um, that tends to be how american shows go i think the same things happen with lost and all that sort of thing but by the time sky and- one gets it they, they tend to uh people don't really care about it anymore <laughs> they're over it by then great but, cool. but then arrow seemed to pick up um sky seemed to pick up like all the arrowverse shows apart from superman and lois and batwoman okay yeah i loved it instantly i I was just getting into Superman. He'd just come back in the comics, which had captured my imagination. So I went into my first trip to the comic shop, bought a comic, discovered there was the radio series as well, the Dirt Mags one. Um, And then this came on as well. And it was like, I remember doing my paper round and checking the telly mags to see when it was coming back (laughs) after season (laughs) one ended. So I was reading people's TV magazines while I was delivering them. That's adorable. But being like, Lois and Clark's got to be back soon. Or it was a new adventure Superman, like I say, over here. But so, yeah, so when I saw it on DVD, because like you say, 2006, just before Superman Returns, they released a load of stuff. Mm-hmm. They had that. They finally started releasing the George Reeves stuff on disc. Um, yeah, they, they did that at the time in like the late 2000s. Like I remember when Dark Knight came out, that's when I got my beloved uh, Birds of Prey short-lived TV series out on DVD because it was just like anything Bat-related, dump it onto a disc and try to sell it before Dark Knight. And they did the same thing with Superman Returns. And I it paid off great for us, you know? Yeah, because I had to import things like Superboy first season. And, sure. Because we didn't get those over. Because we had Superboy. Save your money, yeah. honestly. But okay. Yeah, I got I'm it. Sorry, I mean, I that's, that's one that I'm just not crazy about. It's Again, I remember watching it um, sporadically when it was on ITV over here. 
it was on and then it disappeared and then we got Lois and Clark because the myth is that Superboy was cancelled because of Lois and Clark going into development and from what I've heard was that the goal was always for Superboy to hit 100 episodes so it could go into syndication right? and then they weren't going to make any more which is why there's so many clip show ones in season 4 where does this rank for you with regard to your Superman your Lois Lane as far as like favourites yeah a top of the heap for for both of them um I think she's pretty fully formed here. Um, She's a little, um, she's younger, Lois and Terry really in this and in season one and, and a little bit harsher and brattier than she would be later on. Um, I've seen people not like that. I think it makes perfect sense for the character. So like, I love seeing this kind of earlier version of her um, before she is, she softens a little bit. Um, And same for, for a couple of the characters honestly like this isn't the the perfect you know version of clark for me just this pilot um interpretation of him um though i think most of it works very well he's just he's a little bit like he he gives back a little bit to her too like there's there's the weird assumption that they're going on a date constantly that like you know they're playing into the romance of it you know um but it's just funny to see it go so hard in the pilot and then know they had to pump the brakes on it to like really yeah. kind of draw it out. And they didn't even draw it out as much as arguably they could have in the show. Um, but as far as like the actors, the interpretations of these characters uh, generally for this series, I just like hands down when you say Superman or Lois to me, I think of, of Dean Kane and, and Terry Hatcher. Yeah. Um, it's just fun to kind of go back to the pilot and see that, um, like the first movie of a franchise, like they're still figuring it out. It's a pilot for a TV yeah. show. They got to do this shit like every week for the next four years. Like they're going to figure out how to, how to hone this in a little bit more, you know? Yeah, that's it. Cause this is a pilot of a TV show. It's got that thing where it can take its time. Cause Superman doesn't show up until like, you know, the last 10 minutes. That ass end of this thing. Yeah. So, but, you know, it is also a show called Lois and Clark, so it makes perfect sense that this is where you'd go with it. And I do love that it takes its time to develop. I mean, you've got that opening scene with Lois arriving in Metropolis, and I'm like, oh, God, I missed you, 90s Metropolis. <laughs> it's like, e- even if, you know, Metropolis never looks as big again as it does in this. But <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, they, they, it's the same set. They just, they add a little bit more yeah, to it here it, and, and make it look a little more uh, dressed than they usually would. Yeah, it's all slightly different from what it is in yeah. the series, isn't it? It's like and I think the globe slightly... is almost like bronzy in this pilot. Yeah. Whereas like later, sorry, we're doing this as I've got the globe as my background here, but like it becomes more of a like patinaed, uh, greenish pewtery look, you know? Yeah. But And you've got the like, you know, street outside has got the middle bit with the horses yeah. going. Yeah, <laughs> with the horses go. You're right. We have horses suddenly. <laughs> It's such a weird sort of thing. Because when you get the shot jumping ahead slightly of Clark stopping the bus, in the reverse shot, the Daily Planet is nowhere to be seen. We're in the middle of a main busy city street. And it's Los Angeles, so it's like hilly. Yeah. Like they're in downtown Los Angeles, so it's like suddenly there's there's some topography to this that doesn't make any sense. Um, but it's all good. Like I love just throughout the series, I love the aesthetics of this series. Yeah. It it is so Superman to me. It is very it's it's what I'd call a lot baby. It never really left the lot except for a few different instances, but a lot. I mean, the, they've shot on yeah. the Warner Brothers lot in Burbank. Um, 
and they use like every corner of it. But so it always felt small. It always felt there. There's a uh, obviously a level of artifice to it, but in the same way, it feels like where these characters would live to me. Like yeah. the, it's just something so enjoyable um, about seeing it, and and even watching this pilot, seeing how they tried to expand it when they had the money, and you could imagine how they might have gone forward with that if they yeah. had like a pilot budget while doing a show, but they ab- obviously absolutely did not. You know. Yeah, I did try to find how much what the budget was to pilot. I oh. couldn't find a record of it anywhere. It possibly is out there. It's But uh, yeah, I you, don't know. you can see money was spent on this. And I'm not saying they slum it in the TV series. It just, it, this feels somewhere between TV and movie. Mm-hmm. Not It's not quite cinema movie, but it's sort of got that happy, bit like an indie Superman film. Kind of yeah, or like a rom-com. For, yeah. You know, like that kind of budget. Um, I, I, I haven't listened to the commentary in years, but there's there's a commentary on the pilot with uh, director Robert Butler, show creator uh, Deborah Jo Levine, and Dean Kane. And I remember um, Deborah talking about there was I don't even remember what scene they were talking about, but basically they were running out of money every day, going over, and like executives were going to come and shut down the production. And they were doing a take and she talked to some PA or whatever. And she was just like, put us on a bell, put us, put us on lock, make sure that, that the light is on outside the stage so that people know that they can't come in and just like keep whether we cut or not keep us there so that they can't come in and stop us. <laughs> However, apocryphal that is like, who who's to say, but I just love that idea that like the producer mind and her kicked in there. And she's just like, they, they can't stop us if they can't come in, you know? I love it. Cause I mean, the plan was, if this wasn't picked up for a series that this was going to get released as a movie right in Europe, you know, whether we would have got it in the UK as a movie or whether it would have gone straight to DVD, like the flash pilot or video at the time, rather mm-hmm. that the flash pilot did. Um, but I love, you can see the money spent on this. The Daily Planet set is glorious. Oh, it's beautiful. Again, they they tweak it slightly throughout the series, but mm-hmm. this is my favorite Daily Planet set. I mean, it's possibly nothing like a real Metro. Probably Superman the movie and Man of Steel are like, close to what a real newspaper office would be like. Oh, but, but I don't care. We're watching Lois. Exactly. Part, you know? <laughs> I love the idea of just those all that wood. And, there's the like weird with fences the in the middle of yeah. like a wrought iron fence like by someone's door to their office i'm like what the hell is that doing there i don't care it looks great you know sitting the red steps leading up to the library archive whatever yeah, it is yeah all the newspapers on the wall i love it i love it i love it i love it i mean their this weird is my... conference room desk that is almost like like you're gonna take standardized tests next to everybody yeah. like it's all divided <laughs> by what and everyone's got their own little desk light i'm like what the hell is this? like like the word the guy next to you is gonna poach your story by leaning over. yeah exactly <laughs> so we put walls in <laughs> it looks not conducive to a team meeting but yeah. whatever it's like we're a team but we got our own space yeah but they found it in the prop house and they're yeah. like well that looks really cool so let's do it it does it looks great it's got a really nice sort of timeless 40s feel to it even though i've never seen anything yeah. really like it in a 40s thing but it's just a bit like tim burton's batman it's sort of a mash of different times together and it's it works yeah they went hard on that flavor particularly in this pilot but but basically through season one and then kind of all but abandoned it starting season two uh which again i love the aesthetics of the series throughout it i like when yeah. it gets a little more cartoony but it's cool to see them you know um the the early take on it here Sorry, yeah. I'm gonna be a broken record with that. It's just like I haven't really watched this with a critical eye in a while, 
and it's 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 fun to see it and especially when i've been watching so much of the actual like series series and just see where it started here yeah as a kid i was always like if i had a thing that it, you know i had set up my own office it'd look like the daily planet if I could have an apartment, it'd oh look my like God, Clark's apartment awesome. in the series. Clark's apartment was killer. I tried to convince my wife that we, to paint the walls red and orange with a black stripe. Like <laughs> black Clark's stripe. She's like, no, that's ridiculous. It only works on brick, though. Like, I it know. looks so cool in brick in the show. <laughs> yeah, it just looked weird in smooth walls. But Yeah, instead, here he lives in a small box that can rotate, if you notice. Yes. Yeah, he does a little Lionel Richie, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's always been weird to me. It's just a weird use of powers. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, like there's a scene he's just bored in this tiny little he's apartment that he's renting, <laughs> and and yeah, he walks up a wall and like, or, at first he had floated up to adjust a light, and then he just like walks up the wall because he had bored and walks back down. And I'm like, you can fly, like you don't need to do this. It's almost like it's almost like a parlor trick that he's been doing just for himself, you know, or maybe he used to do it to like drive his parents crazy or something like that yeah that scene seems to go on for a while i wonder if again i'm not 100 sure because some bits i clearly remember not being in it like the opening with lois and other bits i'm not sure if i remember seeing him but i don't remember him walking up the wall when i originally saw the pilot on bbc that feels like something that could easily be cut because you pretty much establish it and floating up right right that kind of of story-wise gives you all you need yeah Everything else is padding kind of thing. But... Yeah. Kent, I'm sure that these are fascinating stories. But you see, son, this is the Daily Planet. We're the greatest newspaper in the whole world. Now, our people are dedicated servants of the Fourth Estate who routinely handle matters of international significance. All right, Chief, I fixed the horn on your golf cart. Not now, Jimmy. The tone's still off. Oh, Jimmy, not now! Now, as I, as I was saying, you just can't walk in here with those I think there's of... a story here, and we should have this guy checked out. You know, the crazy one from this morning. He was an engineer at EPRAD hey, for Lois, 10 years. Lois, can't you see I'm in the middle of something here? Oh. Lois Lane, Clark Kent. Nice to meet you. Anyway, he worked on the messenger. Wait, and... wait, wait, wait a minute. What happened to that mood piece I gave you about the raising of that old theater on 42nd Street? I wasn't in the mood. You weren't in the mood. Now, look, Lois. You can't come in oh, here and tell I me you're not in go. it. I'll catch you later. I'll tell you, if that woman wasn't the best damn investigative reporter I've ever seen, I... Oh, look, uh, Kent, I'm sure that you're an intelligent guy. But you just can't walk in here with this kind of resume and expect to get a job. Mr. White, I know I lack experience, but Kent, I'm a good writer and a hard Kent, worker, and I... I just don't have anything for you, son. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your taking the time to see me. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So sort of going back quickly to that introduction, obviously you get what we find out is Lois getting out of the cab. We meet Lois, Jimmy, Perry. We get a feel for the planet. It's really Mm -hmm. efficient how it does it. Oh, 100%. Um, I also like, like, I don't know if... um... Like originally, Deborah Joy had this whole thing where we were going to meet Clark while he was while he was with that tribe that tells Perry about the papa leaves and all that. And it's just like I love again the efficiency of we start our story with everyone where they're supposed to be except for Clark, and it's the day that he arrives in Metropolis. And like there's there's such a joy to that for me, where like 
like the shows after this smallville had to had to have a different take on it where it was about a young him before he's superman um superman and lois is is arguably picking up where the show left off and what are they like as parents and they move back home and blah 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 like i i love that just the just the basic concept of restructuring reviewing excuse me re refocusing the story to be a romantic comedy means that you can start from scratch and kind of just do the story as as we know it you know like like do the origin do all the beats of this um and have a good time with it like that that's i feel like that's something we wouldn't really see with a superman show anymore no that's it and it's quite nice in some ways that we didn't get a superman movie in the 90s obviously one was hinted at throughout the 90s because i remember even there being stuff like you know terry hatcher and courtney cox are fighting it out for who's gonna play lois lane on the big screen type stories and i don't remember that's funny all that sort of stuff and i think it's quite nice as much as i would have loved to have seen that tim burton nick cage film just to see it it's quite nice that lois and clark didn't have to worry about any kind of big screen superman going on yep they don't have the thing that we have now with Superman and Lois. Is, is it going to be cancelled because they want to focus on the big screen? They want to do a movie, yeah. And in that bizarre way that it's kind of, we can't have both. Well, you can, and it works perfectly fine, but... <laughs> Lane Smith. Who doesn't love Lane Smith's Perry White? Well, I, I yes. I think he's... I, and I'll, I'll hear your argument if you have one, but I think for, for a lot of fans, he's kind of inarguably the, yeah. the greatest Perry White of them all. I answered my question... Um, about you know whether these two are my favorite uh, Lois and Clark and they absolutely are like where where do you land and sorry if this is answered on previous podcasts that aren't out yet but no 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 um they are my Lois and Clark okay I I, no, I love Christopher Reeve Chris Reeve arguably my Superman mm, okay but that's fair there's there's elements of Dean Cain's Clark that are a bit 90s <laughs> He's a bit of a dick at times. Yeah, he is. Like, when he cuts in on Lois dancing with Lex. Oh, I get it, what but an it asshole. Just, it's like, why, dude? Why? Yep. And when he gets, you know, pissy jealous Clark, because she's going on a dinner date with Lex Luthor. That's exactly what I'm talking about in this episode, where I'm like, why is he shitty? You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know, and this they sort of, it plays throughout the first season as well, but they kind of, I don't know, they play it a bit more humor, humor, like when he chucks mm-hmm. her in the dumpster when they're working <laughs> undercover in the bar and that sort of thing. You know, again, it's a dick thing, but it tonally feels a bit better. Kind of, yes. or, and or, you if, know, when he sends her serves, looking for the gods like, thing. Yeah, she was difficult in that episode, yeah. so she kind of earned like that type of thing. But here it's like, she's doing her job dancing with the most elusive motherfucker in the world, and yeah. you're going to cut in? I <laughs> know. How dare you? You met her two minutes ago. Um, yeah, so you've got that. I mean, again, it's the pilot, so they're still finding their foot in because there's elements of Lois that are a bit all over the place at times as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, she's... I, I. It's just, it's a fun take on the character where, like, she's got all this bravado, but she's, she's just, she's a puppy dog, you know? Like, she's ultimately just this... Uh, feels that she's just this unloved unwanted person and she has to be this the stronger character for it like i love that in theory they just they they um i don't 
feel like it's too much in this pilot, honestly, but in some yeah. of season one, um, like my ex who was I was living with when I was doing season one of the podcast, she was just like, I fucking hate Lois. I'm like, I get it. But like, I swear she gets better. You know, like she just happened to watch a bunch of episodes where Lois is really difficult, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as like season four where they really start to sideline her. <laughs> no, that's horrible. And it's where it like, becomes all about like great reporter, reporter Clark Kent. It's just yeah. like, she's Lois Lane is right there, guys. Yeah. And Lois Lane should always be the better reporter. It's like the Flash I, I agreed. faster than Superman and Lois Lane should always be the better reporter than Clark Kent. Agreed. She is focused on that solely while he has yeah. other things to do. Exactly. It's But it, yeah, there was this weird, you know, male gaze that came in later on. Yes. Like, you know, she should be the little woman at home kind of thing. Really, that's not this Lois Lane. Um, but no, I think, again, going beyond the series, the pilot into the series, it had time to develop it. I would have quite happily, as frustrated as I was when I first saw it as a child, I loved it, but I was like, when are we going to get to the Superman stuff? No, the Superman okay. stuff's the least interesting stuff for me. Mm-hmm. It's like I like episodes like Fly Hard, not so much for the actual episode, but just them uh, all hanging out at the planet at the beginning. I, I'd yep. have watched a whole episode of them just sorting out Perry's office and then finishing <laughs> up jobs before going out kind of thing. Yep. Um, the sitcom version of that when they don't get kidnapped i I just liked hanging out with them Mm -hmm. um and yeah i could have quite happily spent more time in the planet with like say lane smith is perry white to me Mm -hmm. i love michael lanz as jimmy olsen like say tracy scoggins as cat grant um secretly the best introduction in this whole thing i think yeah She's kind of, aside from the Kents, maybe, she is like the last main cast member to be introduced. Yeah. And she's awesome. She gets her own little moment. This is not a character I cared that much about as a kid, because I probably knew that she was going to go away, ultimately. Yeah. Um, But yeah, she's she's super fun in this. And the really, the only time the show had a uh, contemporary um, female main cast member contemporary to Terry I should say yeah I had a thing for Kat as a teenage boy <laughs> as you oh, gee, why? yeah, yeah <laughs> I understand it's to the point where I'm kind of like damn I'd have folded straight away if I was Clark <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like there's a storeroom over there let's go <laughs> but again I was 13 going on 14 so we'll take that into account <laughs> yeah 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 and sort of as we've touched on it we might as well go through the characters quickly um, the Kents I love the Kents, okay. and it was amazing to finally see the Kents alive and an active part of the story. I yep. love how playful Kay Callan is. She is she is so lovely in this from the get go. Um, she she is playing the Martha that she would play for the rest of the series. It's funny to see um, uh, Eddie Jones's Jonathan be a little bit. A harder edge again like it's not it's not like this is an unlikable guy he's just like a little gruffer in yeah. in some respects um and then like he softens over the year like very quickly honestly into season one too um but yeah the two of them i was watching like you see her tossle his hair a lot and just be like really just like physically affectionate with him and i'm like what a what a lovely actress that she's just like she's keyed into this from minute go and it it stays throughout the series but they always have this lovely relationship 
Um, I'm someone who always has had really good relationship with, excuse me, I'm someone who's always had a really good relationship with my parents. And I, I identify with this very much. And it's, it's, it's always this like warm blanket whenever they show up on the show and in and, and this pilot as well. Yeah. It's, they, they got one of, it was weird. Cause I did sort of inside baseball. I recorded these episodes out of the order from how they're going to come out. Um, so I'd recorded Man of Steel before this. I forgot because obviously I remember the what came after better than the pilot as much as I've seen the pilot sure. multiple, multiple times. I forgot quite how Man of Steel Jonathan Kent Eddie Jones is with his you can't let people see you, you've got to hide this, they're gonna take you, they're gonna dissect you in a lab. Yes, kind of. that's that's there, but there's no there's no like you can't doing this type thing like that scene uh, my my note is first time i cried is in the talk to jonathan where clark is just like there must be a way to be clark kent yeah and still use what i have to do some good and there's no moment of 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 jonathan fighting against that he's just like gives him a hug and just like he'll figure it out basically son you know like yeah yeah i I don't mean he's quite as severe as the yeah i think man of steel is i think what um i think john schneider said it in one of the smallville special features but basically just like having clark kent as your son is kind of like having a special needs son where like you you have to you have to put them first and consider like the world is different for them basically and i get like the kents should always be afraid of what's going to happen to him but ultimately embrace the fact that he has to do this for himself yeah um, and fight this fight for for other people and like that that's that's what it is here i think it's perfect yeah it's you know it is his destiny again is yeah um i do love that they get the moment of how we're gonna wipe away the glasses no glasses thing <laughs> where jonathan first sees him in the suit and he's sort of like oh and then he's like yep oh. Yeah, like, that's he's like that's my boy, and they're like, oh yeah, what if people recognize you? Like, I don't think they really does the glasses I don't, I don't thing. Think they and then we it. sort of look at him, and they go, yeah, okay, <laughs> whatever. Like I, that's how they wipe that away, and we just like yeah. Jonathan goes with it, but even like Kay Martha is still a little like, yeah, uh, all right. Like she she's the least <laughs> believing of all of them, you know. And it's just such a great way of sort of dismissing that you don't need to worry about this yeah, as a program. That, we've cares? got it. Yeah, because again, I I think you said it. I think like Alan and Robert said it as well. And that if if you're not willing to get past the whole glasses thing, then Superman just isn't the thing for you. No, it's- I am I am a firm believer that that you know. Look these these were not um, characters that were were meant to be great great myth to us. They are they are pretty silly concepts. Yeah. And and very pulpy and throwaway concepts and initially meant for children, and you have to keep those elements of it in there. Like Superman and Batman and all of them have to stay a little bit stupid to keep the magic of what it always was, and that means that you're gonna just have to turn your brain off and go that yeah. glasses work and go with it. Like I I don't say this with any sort of of um uh judgment in it in fact quite the opposite i think that's some of the beauty of what these characters are but the people that like have, have a problem with that it's just like you're not you, then it's not for you frankly no, exactly and i've always said like the thing that instantly puts my back up other than the words frank miller writing superman but that's a different <laughs> thing 
is is when a writer or a director comes out and says we're going to ground it in reality. Yeah, so, fuck off. Like, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> if I wanted reality, I'd watch Michael Clayton, not Superman. It's, I always think like when they were like, you know, we did Nolan did his Batman films; they were grounded in reality. It always reminds me of the George Clooney interview on the set of Batman and Robbery. You know, if Batman exists in real life in New York, or which is the equivalent of Metropolis of um, Gotham. I'm guessing Gotham. nobody had noticed. It's, like, it's true, you wouldn't. <laughs> if he wasn't shot in the face on his first night out. He, you wouldn't notice, or like he'd walk by the street and you'd be like, I saw this guy in this weird rubber suit with big stupid ear. I don't know what he was supposed to do. Anyway. <laughs> he couldn't hear a word I was saying. He could barely move. <laughs> it looks expensive, but like he couldn't move in it. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. <laughs> but yeah, it's um and then obviously the 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 granddaddy of Everything. Oh, um, please say the name. Say the name. Elizabeth Barron does as Lucy Lane. No, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the no. true casualty. The true of season casualty. one of Lois and Clark. She's lovely. I think Lois living with her as a concept is great. I don't understand why it went away. I don't. I don't remember if like, I think they just there are any stories about this. That there was nothing to do with her. I suppose you had Cat that filled a similar thing within the planet, and I think as they moved less away from them at home, more of that. Planet dynamic, dynamic, particularly in the first series, there was no real place for Lucy Lane. That's a shame because she's she's a yeah. good actress, and it gives it gives Lois, um, again a a slightly edgier, brattier Lois in this yeah. pilot. It gives her that humanity, um, and and that person that that loves her uncontrollably. Of course, Perry loves her too. Their relationship, Perry and Lois, in this pilot too, is just like phenomenal. Yeah with the with the it's it's more parental it's more um again uh, adversarial isn't quite right but but he's a little bit tougher with her here and she also doesn't care like it's it's it works really well yeah i love the way she just binds into his interview with clark which does have that that... amazing moment that lois lane clark kent that they used in that super legacy trailer that they did with superman returns came out Yep, when they were promoting everything, but I love that Lois Lane Clark Kent. It's or it's like you know, Obi Wan Kenobi meet Anakin Skywalker. In totally, Phantom it's, it's the chills. It's the chills moment. It's also maybe my favorite scene in this whole thing is is the the Perry and Clark interview. Yeah, because you've got you've got like Perry judging Clark's terrible articles and being like, you know, this is the Daily Planet. We make we deal with huge things all the time. <laughs> like Jimmy barges in, like I, I fixed the motor on your golf cart. Not now, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis comes in from the back of the office. <laughs> yeah, and then you get the handshake at the end. I love Lane Smith. <laughs> yes, <laughs> if that woman wasn't the best damn investigative reporter I've ever seen. It's anyway. I'm distracting you from. The true hero of season one of the, Lois and Clark. The, the true hero of season one, Mike. No, um, John Shea as Lex. Oh Lee my Brooke. god! I, Just it, unreal. I, I love that he's lingering in the background. You don't see him until the Lex Luthor's ball party thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how you see him work in the room. I love when he confronts Clark in his office. Yep, I, I love all that stuff. You surprise me, Mr. Kent. I'm not often surprised. Macedonia. Belonged to Alexander the Great. A brilliant tactician. Alexander's strategy was simple. Always seize the high ground. 
It was with his sword that he defeated Darius III and was proclaimed king of Asia. Hey, you surprise me, Mr. Kent. I'm not often surprised. I hope you don't mind us looking around. You have a beautiful home, Lex. Have you seen the view from here? building in Metropolis. And I must confess that I love the fact that everyone in the city has to look up in order to see me. But let's get back to the party. I think you'll find my announcement will interest you. After you. I do like his, you know, I like the idea that people have to look up to see me, but then clearly the back plate opposite him, there are buildings taller than the building. <laughs> It's also a weird angle that that it's, that scrim behind him. It's like too it's too banked basically. Yeah. It's it's almost like he's on a hill. Um, but again, yeah, that's but, something you pick up more with the 4K HD. <laughs> he is such, and like let's talk about the plot of this a little bit too. Where like he, this is a perfect Lex Luthor plot. This is one of those things where like if people write off this show as as like the stupid campy nineties version of of it, that's like did whatever it did with the characters i'm like the, like lex luther is kind of the first thing you point to where it's like no this show understood luther in live action yeah. better than arguably anything before this where like this is a guy that even without a superman present is going to put this whole plot into motion to blow up a space station not to ruin the world not to hold it hostage not to you know gain any sort of notoriety by doing something wrong or whatever, but so that he could be the one to be the hero and save the day. Yeah. Like that's, that's all he is after is just the notoriety of sending these people to space to accomplish the same thing. And it's just seemingly driving him nuts that somebody else else might get there first. Yeah. Cause he has his wonderful he's, little paddy where he smashes his model. And... Yeah. He's an egomaniac. Yeah. And to to a a murderous, horrible, you know, sociopathic degree. Yeah. And it's so great to see that in full form, even before Superman flies in. You know. Yeah. Yeah, because I always thought the smartest thing they did with Lex Luthor was to make him a businessman. Because mm-hmm. well, physically, he's no match for Superman. There's this thing that Superman knows he's committing crimes, but there's nothing Superman can do to stop him. Superman yep. has to outsmart him. Um. And I love that idea that you've got this untouchable villain. Yeah, and Lex will always have more power and be more slippery. And even though you know Superman that he did it, you're not going to be able to pin it on him. That's such a smart way of playing that character. When he was the mad scientist, you just get locked up and then break out. Right. You know, the Gene Hackman. As much as I love Gene Hackman, Lex Luthor. He's in prison. He's broken out. He's in prison. He's broken out. He's he's in a pool underground. He's in prison. (laughs) He's in here. But... And again, it's the burn Lex Luthor. It's, yes, it's great much. to. This is I never got made sexier because it's TV. Made sexier because it's TV, and, and he's, he's got to be a love triangle. And he's got a full head of hair, and it's yes. marvelous. Um, yeah, John <laughs> Shea is just. I I will stand by. I've not seen Michael Colditz in Lois, uh, Superman and Lois season three yet, but mm-hmm. John Shea will remain my favorite Lex Luthor I think oh hands down I also like the benchmark I like others 
and others are different. Uh, Nothing against anybody out. There might be more Lex Luthers in live action that I like than uh, Superman in live action, and still he's he's up there. Yeah, I don't know if I could say it's my favorite because Rosenbaum's really good too. Rosenbaum um, is good. It it'll yeah. change from day to day when you ask me, but that that yeah. Can we just say that they tied? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight to the death on it. It's, <laughs> if we're like John Shea versus Gene Hackman, I'll have more of a fight with you. About yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I've I've always said Gene Hackman is an amazing Gene Hackman Lex Luthor, but he's not Lex Luthor. <laughs> he's, he's not Luthor. Yeah. Can we? What is your feeling on the Cobra thing? And just in case nobody knows or remembers what we're talking about, there's a scene after the Luther Ball when we first meet him and whatnot, where he's just smoking a a cigar, having a brandy by the fire, and a cobra comes up behind him in his penthouse, and he has a single tear, and he stares the cobra down, and the cobra backs away, and it turns out it was his servant that released it, and is basically just like, is that all for the night, Mr. Luther? Yes, that'll be all. And he's just proud as hell with himself and he goes back to his cigar and his brandy what how does that strike you how do you feel how did you feel re-watching it for those um i still love it i love how intense it's to the point where i'm kind of like all right <laughs> <laughs> i'll leave i'm so sorry i'll leave sorry i know it's my house and you're in my telly but i'll go <laughs> you're right i shouldn't be watching i'm sorry <laughs> it's a prior moment it's a great way of showing the for want of a better word the power of lex luther Mm-hmm. It's a great little thing. I, you know, I, I do worry John Shea's eyes are going to pop out of his head at one point. Which like, yeah, you can see his entire pupil. I think first time I watched it because I was like thirteen, I wasn't fully understanding what it was. Is he trying to laser eye it or something? What's going on? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids are idiots. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm glad you like it too. It's the type of weirdness I feel a show like this wouldn't attempt anymore. Yeah, and again. I think it comes from the right place where it's just like, he's bored. He's bored as hell. He's just challenging himself. And then the ultimate challenge, you know, comes in yeah. at the end of the episode, obviously. And we have a series, but like, he's, he's just a madman. Yeah. It's it also in a nice way to show how cold he is. Yes. It's also, by the way, weirdly in the world that we live in, like if a story came out, tomorrow that elon musk does this like none of us we would forget it by lunch you know like you'd be like yeah. oh sure yeah of course you did I, I think we'd all be like just assume that was the case anyway to yeah I, I figured it was something like that or he had scimitar lessons i don't know <laughs> just him and jeff bezos in snake staring contest yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah they they train snakes to throw at each other it turns out yeah but um yeah, I love how they set him up as well. I love Jimmy sort of setting him up. I love how excited Jimmy is to see him as well. Because it plays yes. throughout the, the series of, you know, you never know who Jimmy is. I'm very <laughs> about Perry, Lois, Clark, whoever. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why Jimmy's at that ball party. I'm oh, guessing I don't... somebody's plus one. But... Yeah, I don't get it either, because it seemed it seemed like Lois made a bigger deal out of, out of going than... Than it was when half the staff is there. That's it. <laughs> the full staff is Cat there? I assume Cat's, Cat's there, there as well. Yeah, yeah I assume great. Cat's there because of the gossip angle. But yeah, that's that was my thought. Jimmy's I feel like she's in that. I feel like she's in a shot or two when he's got the holographic. Yeah, space station. Yeah, thing. Paris stood behind him, and then Cat sort of off to one side. Cat's kind of there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've not really talked about the first super save, which is 
Clark stopping the bus. Yeah, fine. I don't. I don't really. I. I, I don't. I don't have much of an opinion on it. The hand on the bus, the grill of the bus, looks a little silly. Um, but I like it. It's a little concert. bit like something that you put your hand into a make a like alien machine work or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks a little too perfect, but you know, whatever. Um, I think some of the other super things he does are more effective, like him breaking the bulldozer or whatever it is that's going to take down the theater um, by laser eyeing it. Um, I think him jumping in the sewer and just like seemingly just passing a guy up yeah. to rescue workers and then showing up next to Lo- Lo- Lois, just like all dirty and stuff like that works better for yeah. me. But obviously it's a, it's a Superman TV show. They had to start with some sort of action. So yeah, what it is. I thought it was quite a nice way in case you weren't sure who the CK carrying the guy yeah. carrying the CK suitcase was. Um, but I do good, like that good. you get the woman doing the which then Lois does later after he swallows the bomb. I like that there's that little callback to Lois. Oh, I didn't even catch that where she's just kind of like she can't finish her thought yeah. basically. Um, she's just it, dumbstruck a little bit. I, I quite like that it's small little saves like that. It's what I always liked about Christopher Reeve's first night out is it's not he's not fighting a big alien right. threat or anything like that it's just nice small little moments even down to like saving the cow the tree that sort of thing even yeah. down to like clark giving uh giving the homeless guy the dollar and then flying off and just that guy's you know you must be some kind of angel angel and then oh, you get a really nice. 90s version of the theme tune yeah a lot of a lot of windpipes yeah yeah i think it's just a nice way of setting him up um on on a budget as well <laughs> I think so too. Um, I think all this stuff, um, it, again, in a in a short amount of time, gives you context as to what his life with superpowers has been like up to this point. Yeah. He flies home, and his his civvies get messed up because he flew through an electrical field. He can't really show his face when he's doing his super saves, but he also can't stop himself from doing it. So hopefully, he can do it fast enough, or he can do it unseen somehow. Like it's just. The, though he's a little pushy with Lois in this episode, he's still like the softest boy. He's still the best type of guy in the world. Like that theater scene, that that actress doing the monologue, the Chekhov monologue is is a bit much, but it's also like he is a wonderful person for standing there and talking to her and letting her have her moment and just empathizing with her. It's like that's that's my Superman. He he yeah. can kind of adjust to any social situation he's put into to make the other person feel a little bit better. Yeah. I love that thing. I mean, it is schmaltzy and, but, and I also love sure, that of course what it is. gets in the job at the planet. Yep. Cause as much as I love the burn era, it always bothered me that he got the job by getting the Superman scoop. This, this feels, yeah. this feels nice. It feels cleaner. Yeah. Um, I, th- I feel like Clark Kent writing about Superman is always going to be cheating. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like that, you know, then you get the Clark Kent, welcome to the Daily Planet, lying mm-hmm. one of them, Perry going in for the handshake, then realizing just go, oh, 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 almost forgot. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it's not an action scene or anything like that, but that the fact that that's what it is is just like, yeah, this is why I love this character. Yeah. It's, it's the human angle, I think, that mm-hmm. works really I well. I think it's really cool when, and, and, I think they do it to a lesser extent in the series, but like when Superman 
can kind of empathize with somebody and just have a quick little kind of casual situation with someone in public or someone that he's saving and just put him at ease a little bit. Yeah. It's honest. I'm thinking right now of, of Christopher Reeve, you know, laughing at, at you've got me. Who's got you. Yeah. And he's just got that little dumb one-off laugh where it's just like, yep. Just the fact that you are a human being existing, right. Human being Kryptonian existing yeah. right now. And, and just like bonding with someone that, that is, besides the amazing thing you're doing, like that's the true gift of what you are at the moment. Yeah. Sorry. It's... It turns out I really like Lois and Clark. It's no, so no, no. I mean, I'm surprised. I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I've hit it so well up till now. I know. I'm glad I'm the one you can bring this out to. I'm glad yeah. you feel safe. <laughs> yeah. I do. I love like, you know, Lex tell. It's like such a nineties name for a TV thing. Oh, totally. Super Even down to the logo is, is wonderful. Um, I like Lois. I love the amount of lock she's got on her door for one. Um, yeah. Oh, perfect. Um, when she's seemingly in a nice apartment that she doesn't trust, and he's in a shithole, that that is like whatever. And her sister telling her that somewhere out there, she just wants her to meet a super guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just all that stuff. And Lois looks like, great when she's reading. Oh, when she's in bed with her glasses on reading, Lois looks great. I love yes. that oh. Lois. Turns out Terry Hatcher in the 90s. Yeah, no. very attractive. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> hair here. Dean's not so much yet. I know they're going for comics 90s Superman with his hair right here, but I'm much happier where they go. Yeah, because there was always that legend that they gave Superman long hair when he came back because Dean had long hair in the pilot. And it's like, it, it wasn't. <laughs> I, I don't think there's any credence to that. Yeah, no, that seems, it, it that seems like... weird. Just all those weird things. Well, no, because we found out since from multiple artists that it just depended who drew it as to how long Superman in the comics hair was. But yeah, exactly. it is it is big and boofy, and he he looks so much better come the first episode. Or well, you know, season so, one, episode two, kind of thing. Yes, strange visitors. Um, we get we get our first on screen Inspector Henderson in Lois and Clark. Completely different yes. guy to first of first of three. He's, he's not Munch, and he's not the guy in the middle. But... <laughs> nope. But whatever. Does he named Henderson in this? I forget. She calls him Henderson kn- on the phone. She does. Okay. She brings him afterwards. I know, um, like I know he was, but I'm like, I forget yeah. if it's actually said. Yeah, I don't think it's in the room. But when she's on the phone and you hear his voice on the other end of the phone, um, I love Cat's attempted seduction of Clark. Yes. I, I love the whole, you know, when you go over there and throw yourself and she takes her top off and she's got that strappy and <laughs> run underneath. And the whole, like, I love when they play hard to get. You know, like this is. Clark's not into it. Um, I like it when she takes him home in it's either the second or third episode. I can't the next which episode. One. Yeah. And she's got that whole game plan of put on sweats. Yep. He's a farm boy from Kansas. This yep. Is what he wants. She's wonderful. She's she done this I, before. I always thought yeah. it was such a shame that she wasn't in it after. Obviously, we we know the reason why. You've got to speak to her. Yeah. Tracy Scoggins. Um, yeah. People get jealous of people, it turns out. Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, I can kind of see where else was there to go with her. But on the other hand, it's a shame she's not in the last episode of the first season. Oh, but she's still, she's still great flavor, you yeah. know? And and truly, for for a show with a a your mileage may vary, but quote unquote feminist take on this show, like and this story, literally putting Lois first in the title, it sucks 
that there aren't more women in it. Yeah. And we know why. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 just kind of a bummer. It'd be nice for Lois to have a friend, you know. Yeah, that's it. That's what it was lacking, I think. Um very sort of proto version of Samantha from Sex and the City on a base level. Oh, a cat? Yeah. Sure. Um but yeah, it yeah, it, it now I'm just picturing her but... in Samantha storylines from Sex and the City. I'm like, yep, fits perfectly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she was just, she was great. Yep, she's really fun. She knows what she's doing. It, it, you're right that it's a one note thing, but it's a very funny note and it's a different yeah. flavor than what you get. Yeah, um, and, and, and they, they, they find perfectly. good ways to exploit it in season one, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love the gag uh, in Fermo, my lovely. She'd not even been drugged when she's just in the copy room with that guy. <laughs> I don't remember just, that. That's funny. Just play with it. But um, I love them, Lois and Clark, working like the office going through all the papers where he flies off to get Chinese. I will say, though, he can fly super fast to China to get Chinese food for Lois and get it back this hot. He can't run down the road and save Mason Drake from being blown up. <laughs> This is seasons later. He, he forgot he was busy kissing Terry Hatcher. You know, like but we'd both, still, we'd all be distracted. Part of me in the back of my mind was kind of like, you know, there's easier ways to get out of a love triangle, Clark. You didn't <laughs> have to let her die. Oh no. Um can, can I put something, can I settle something that was an ongoing question and debate, really just with myself on my podcast? that I, I feel there is a, a now solid answer to here. On my podcast throughout the years, I would often ask, where is Metropolis? Because there's, they never say exactly. It seems to be in a state at one point called New Troy, but is that just a borough or or a, a, some sort of municipality of some kind? Who's to say? That graphic now, paying attention for the first time in HD, has Metropolis somewhere in pennsylvania which is landlocked doesn't make a ton of sense because there does seem to be an ocean right there but but at the very least it's i think the only time we see it on a map of the continental u.s and like positioned in one key place so i guess metropolis is in the middle of pennsylvania but it has to have an ocean because we all know lex luther's feeling about seafront property i know <laughs> that's a great point <laughs> but like there's a couple you know episodes from now there's a tidal wave yeah. so i uh... there, there is a metropolis harbor clark disguises himself as a sailor who's just got into town in one episode <laughs> yes that's right it it does seem to be a port city but most of lois's favorite foods are fish so you know i don't i, I think like most things metropolis kind of just naturally shifts it's a bit like the old days of the fortress of solitude where it always kind of moved <laughs> yeah don't even worry about it again again i say this all jokingly because it's a dumb little thing that is fun to track i don't actually care where metropolis is yeah it's it's i, I remember you on the pod doing it it's kind of yeah actually where is metropolis <laughs> it's the east coast until it's the christopher reeve movies and then maybe it's new york and los angeles at the same time it's hard to say it's possibly very close to Washington as well, because the president seems Maybe. to spend a lot of time there. So. Yep. 
yeah, it's, yeah. Well, that's I always said it was Delaware, which which tracks with that. So yeah. who knows? I mean, we're anyway. assuming that you know that map is the same as our world. That's a good point. But um, I do think that even in this pilot, Dean Kane and Terry Hatcher have got a chemistry. Oh, absolutely. It this, it is it is no question why these people got cast. Yeah, there is an instant sparkle there. It's. She they, is a, a lot wonderful... more chemistry than a certain other Lois and Clark that yes. I, I may have discussed in the last few hours. <laughs> she, um, are you talking cinematic Lois and Clark? I am talking a cinematic okay. Lois and Clark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she, I, I think most of cinematic Lois and Clark's don't quite have that chemistry, but um, she is a wonderful actress from minute one here. Uh, he will become a slightly stronger actor as things go on, but he's, he is... He's not as... Squiffy as I remember him being in the pilot. I always remember him in the pilot being a bit not wooden so much, but just a bit. There are moments where he's a bit TV actor. I, I don't mean love... that as a No, I, I understand what you're saying. I love that word that you just said. Um but yes, I, I agree with you. He's not he's not horrible, but he's not quite a good actor. Um, but the two of them together are electric, and it's really yeah. like his looks and and the chemistry that he just naturally has with her that must have gotten him the part. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's wonderful. And, you know, I suppose it had to be because for you to invest in the pilot to want to see more as well, given that it's that is the central. But it, also the chemistry between Lois and John Shea, or Terry Hatcher and John Shea rather yes. as well. There's a that's, a... that's a sexy couple. Yeah, I'm pretty I mean, sure I mean, that's John a sexy couple chemistry that's a sexy with, couple. like, anything... Well, I'm pretty sure John Shane and Dean Kane have chemistry as well. Yeah, totally. Exactly. <laughs> when they're talking about that sword, I'm like, oh, okay, kiss. That's it. I'm like, take him to the bedroom, Lex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not often surprised, Mr. Kent, would you follow me? <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, can we talk about my least favorite part of this pilot? Yes. Let me preface by saying I love that this Martha Kent, I love this take on this Martha Kent. Yeah. That a K Callan's incredible, but that that she's like ballsy and weird and an artist, and like she's just weird enough to come up with the Superman suit, and I I love that. The suit she comes up with this in the in this pilot leaves a lot to be desired for me. I I don't want it's not as egregious as the shoulder pad. Oh, the the second version yeah. in the next episode is is worse. Which yes. I will admit, as a kid, I quite like those shoulder pads because they looked like how the cape like how is in the it. comics. Yeah, yeah. It's only like, sort of, like it's like, almost straight out of the animated series, even yeah. though the animated series hadn't happened yet. But it's this is way too low down on Clark on that one. Um, I, yeah, I do quite like this suit. It's not perfect, but I like the boots. Um, the the one time he looks good in it for me. Oh, you're right. Um, the boots reminded me, like, when you first see him pan up, and it's just like, he just looks hot in the suit. Like, he's just a damn good-looking dude. Um, but that that scene with when he goes and kind of threatens Lex, uh, and he goes to fly away, and he turns back to him as he's taking off, like, that is the one moment where I'm like, oh, that's, like, perfect. He looks yeah. great. But, like, for the rest of it, the S is a little too small. It's a little too felty looking. I like the big bubbly kind of like happy S that they wind up yeah. with for most of the show. It's just like I, the iconography isn't quite there for me in this. Um, and between that and his hair, when he shows up, I'm like, 
oh not not really superman yet are we you know yeah again it, it's fine it's like wonder if maybe the suit was sort of the last thing they thought about kind of we're running out of money yeah it's, it's just... weird isn't it <laughs> i it, kind of like, get the feeling like they spent they, all they, that they money on all those other costumes and... yeah they, Shit, they ran out of time on the suit one. they were too busy with her like pencil skirts and polka dots um you know business suits and that type of thing i love terry hatcher's look i love oh, the looks oh, that they've gone for i i made fun of it for that because clearly yeah. they spent a lot of time in those costumes she yeah. looks incredible she does yeah i love Perry. we're lucky love, that they've got Perry's look spot on yep yep we're lucky that all the like promos for season one they shot in these costumes because they yeah. just look so cool all of them yeah <laughs> Uh, Clark's actual suits aren't too bad as well, especially given how garish some things get later on for Clark. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. Some of Clark's the 90s. 90s ties. <laughs> yep, we're doing okay. But yeah, that that like, um, I think it's when she's first revealed, not in in drag, basically, but she's got like a, I think it's like a pinstripe, uh, black, uh, pencil skirt suit thing. Yeah, with that the then they did right a lot up. of, yeah, the the giant slit. That she then does like a lot of promo shots just in the planet set. Um, those are my fi- like again. If you tell me, if you say picture Lois Lane in your brain, it's Terry Hatcher in that costume, like leaning against the desk or whatever from those promo shots. Like it's it perfect. on that set. Yeah, it's. I, I, I do like Jimmy with his little sweaters. <laughs> oh yeah, he's cute. But... It's totally, and and you're right. He is. He is so charming and so lovable in these episodes. He he is like five things to do, and he crams so much personality into those five yeah. little things. I love that he says smooth all the time, which feels a little bit like <laughs> even in the 90s, a guy in his 40s writing what he assumes a young person says. But I do love <laughs> all his... these little lines of like, it's a bum rap, or like, I'm kind of I was about to say, I love that. I love the uh, picking the lock thing. <laughs> you learn to do that reform school. It was a bum mm-hmm. rap. Um, I like Thank his... you for teaching me how to how to jack a car or whatever, you know. <laughs> I like his chemistry with Clark as well. Like that instant sort of friendship that feels nice. Again, beyond this, as the series went on, suddenly Jimmy and Perry also got sidelined to the point where yes. it become they start making references to it, being side make... characters in somebody else's story, kind of thing. Yes, unfortunate direct references to the fact that they have nothing to do. Yeah, I will say Lex. Very casual in a polo shirt, a polo jersey later on, his long sleeved. I liked it though. It reminded me of like 90s, you know, like almost Clooney Bruce Wayne, or I think Kilmer too, in his little, his yeah, little shirt. I, I think I just always picture Lex smart casual so it really sticks out. Yes, he looks but, best. I mean, he's John Shea, it looks great in a tux, but he looks awesome in that kind of like turtleneck in a blazer situation. Yeah. Again, in that, that scene when Superman comes and, and kind of introduces himself. And I will say, Clark Spine on Lois did it before Superman Returns. Hell yeah. <laughs> Creepy hanging outside the window. I do Weird like how outside your frustration window? she draws the curtains. It's like, dude, yes. Superman. Whatever. What do you think of like Dr. Baines and a mustachio henchman? Because obviously yeah. they're, they're the main villains we deal with beyond Lex Luthor. Yes, this this woman that Lex is somehow corrupted from Eprad. Um Although I, I like think... the idea that he claims she seduced him. Yes, that's cute. Um, I think this this kind of action plot of it, oddly, like the last 30 minutes is when I lose interest a little bit. Um, I think the character stuff works better in this pilot than this. Like I, I want it to be a little bit 
stuberter almost on this show, you know, like a little bit bigger. Um, but it's fine. I totally understand the want and maybe even the need to like get him into outer space instantly and make the stakes um the the space program thing. Not unlike the the first issue or two of the John Byrne stuff. You know, yeah. like I, I totally get where this is coming from. It is when the show's budget shows a little bit more when like they don't actually have time for him to do a whole big thing with the space station. He's just going to eat the bomb, but at least he gets to race, you know, race the rocket into outer space and that type of thing. Um, I do love that shot of him pushing the rocket into outer space. The actual. Yeah, me too. Oh, me too. Um, You know, was so good. They used in the opening credits. Sorry. I was rambling there. No, no. All all that to say, I think it's probably the most rushed and least interesting part of the pilot, but I think it speaks to what this pilot wants to do and where it wants to focus that that is that is true that it's still serviceable and you get what's going on and it's totally fine but the fact that the rest of it is done so well is why i want to go back and just like hang out in the daily planet yeah. bullpen more there was a bomb he 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 ate it hi hi i like your costume thank you my mother made it for me What's your name? Amy. Amy Platt. Who are you? I'm a friend. Can you teach me how to fly? Not fly. Once this lab is operational, walk. That's very possible. Attention colonists. The mission has been scrubbed. Prepare to disembark. That's it, then. It's all over. Why? Once the thrusters have been fired, they have to be replaced. We lose our launch window. Yes. We just have to forget about space station Prometheus. No, you don't. There's nothing wrong with this transport vehicle or the station. You only need to get there. How are they supposed to do that? Easy. I'll give them a boost. Again, I, I, I will keep coming back to Daily Planet stuff because I love it. I love when they take the story to Perry. Perry's like, you know, probably murdered. Yes. <laughs> Hard facts. Hard facts. <laughs> uh, it's, again, it's that perfect type of thing where, like, you're following TV characters and you're just assuming everyone else is going to believe them. And they're like, this is stupid what you're telling me. You know? <laughs> it's just, again, Lane Smith, MVP. Yep. Yep. I like Clark's botched rescue when Lois is being held hostage by Dr. Baines and her mustachioed henchman. Yes, very cute when he just like barges in, like, let them go or I'm gonna <laughs> Yo. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I will say it's weird watching that explosion, them flying away from the explosion and not have Lois and Clark the new adventures of Superman. Without the show's screen. logo over it. Yeah. It just feels a little bit like, you know, and title. <laughs> Okay, so here's a question. It, 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 you watched a show as a kid called The New Adventures of Superman. Was the title different? Yeah. Like in the, in the actual credits? There was there was no Lois and Clark in the credits. That's crazy to me. It's so funny. I forget where I saw this, but it, it was decided that like for marketing reasons, basically, like we've got to use the whole title or nothing at all because Lois and Clark doesn't mean anything to people and and turns off men. And just the adventures of Superman 
turns off women. Like it's got to be all of it, basically. Yeah, and the American side. And it's so funny that they just like jettisoned the kind of like core concept that's presented in that title for those. Because the stationary set I got is branded <sighs> Lois and Clark: New Events of Superman. Oh, I'm so which jealous. really confused me as a kid. But then the novels that they did are branded New Events of Superman. Oh, okay. Can I see what this title looks so like? That's wow. Okay, that so it was logo. just kind of that ribbon of it. Yeah. Interesting. I'm not sure why we didn't get Lois and Clark. Whether they thought we wouldn't get the reference, whether UK, whether they thought it was a Lewis and Clark reference, a play on that, and we just wouldn't get it, or what. But it's Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman is a much better title. Okay. And a better description of the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where's its heart in its sleeve? I again, also, I you, truly you sit down to watch this as the new adventures of Superman, and Superman doesn't show up till the last ten minutes. You're kind of like, really, what's what's new about these adventures of what? Superman? Yeah, well, is he gonna be in this? Um, I also, I truly think, um, not that there wouldn't be new TV versions or whatever versions of Superman without this show. Of course, there would be. Um, I don't think we get a show called Superman and Lois specifically without this show first. Yeah. I think it's a playing into the nostalgia, like you'd kind of mentioned um, about it earlier, uh, and B just kind of an, an acknowledgement of like that's that's the story that we are interested in telling again here. Obviously, with a different lens with that, their parents now, blah blah blah. But like, I I really don't think that she winds up in the title of that show if she wasn't the lead character essentially yeah. of those. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. It's it was just such a smart idea as well. Mm-hmm. Her name first, and then you know it makes sense in the pilot that she's introduced first in this forward. Can you remember where the episode broke when they split it into two? Because I always remember it then being captured by Doctor Baines, but that happened so late into this. No, I think it's when um, they walk in on the. Uh... Wow, I remember this. I'm pretty sure it's when they walk in on the uh, Doctor having seemingly uh, yeah. killed himself. That would make more sense. Again, I think it's like a Mandela effect. My mind assumed that would be the natural break is them in danger, and that's where you'd cliffhanger yeah. your ending kind of thing. But yeah, no, that I'm makes pretty more sure sense. there was a commercial break when Clark turns around in Lex's office and he's got the knife or the blade to him. Like that, I remember as a break and coming back to that. But maybe yeah. I'm wrong too. I don't know. But I, yeah, I just wonder because I have seen it split into two because when they reshowed it on ITV two or three or whatever in this country in the early 2000s that's how they showed the pilot then because i rewatched mm. it then and my wife's like this program is a piece of shit i was like how dare you how dare you dare. lucky we're still married but <laughs> <laughs> um i love the press meeting that the story perry wants to lead with is the royal family sex change story yes which, i've i've got yeah. some mixed feelings on this one G- given some stuff that's gone on in the royal family feels nice and quaint these days <laughs> really <laughs> all of it's quaint these days it's fine i love lex watching and rewinding dr baines's helicopter getting blown up i never really caught before that he's just rewinding it and watching it over and over again until this like that is twit that's perfect luther to me because i wonder if his plan was always to kill her or because she threatened him he decided to kill her i kind of think I, he would have always killed her unclear I feel like she knew too much. If she yeah. wasn't going to be useful anymore, he'd kill her. Um, and you know, he'd met Lois Lane by that point. Yeah, and and was very clear that 
Lois Lane was not to be harmed in any way. I, I kind of feel like, you know, he was more happy he'd blown up the mustachio henchman. Cause yeah, who I always think looks like he um, had a look. Gary Cole. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, the black wife beater and or it's not quite a wife beater, it's got a high neck, but the sleeve. Yeah, it's a weird, away. it's a weird outfit, but it, it is what it is. Um yeah, those effects are like you were talking about that that weird effect of them, you know, being blown away from the explosion that the is used in the title sequence is, is weird. There are some effects in this that are surprisingly good, um, including when he like flies out of the Daily Planet after dropping her off and that type of thing. Yeah. Um, a, I just find the, the stuff that doesn't work the best is him landing. When he lands outside the Kent farm, it looks it really slows down. And when he steps off of the wall, it's yep. a really clunky. But it's like there's always been that bit in Batman Returns where he's sat in the chair in Wayne Manor and the bat signal comes in mm-hmm. and he stands up and then there's a really awkward like speed up of him stepping forward. It's weird it's, the kind of wobble thing yeah. that he does. Yeah. <laughs> God. It's like a really jarring, like they cut two things together and hope we wouldn't notice kind of thing. Um, I mean, I've always been fairly forgiven with special effects because I'm aware that there's a limitation to them, especially in of course. a 90s TV show, even with the budget they probably had for the pilot. Um, I will say, just bringing up Batman Returns, there's more seams in that movie than there are in this, <laughs> which is impressive, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you see more crew members and wires in Batman Returns than yeah. you do in the Lois and Clark pilot, so power to them. Yeah, because, I mean, Dean looks good flying in this. I agree. Um, I know good. some of it is by cover of darkness, so they can hide it with that, where he flies back to Smallville for the first time, and that's the thing. Yep. That looks good. Um, him flying as Superman is a little rough looking, but also just whatever that matte painting is is yeah. awful. Um, and then when he like he becomes a full CG figure when he flies out of the Daily Planet, and it looks fine. Yeah, it's not perfect, but it looks it's totally passable, you know. Yeah, to be honest, it's only the again HD that I've really noticed it. Yeah, it's it's, it's not as egregious as the CG Brandon Routh. No, in some <laughs> shots in Superman Returns. All right, so and then we get we sort of touch on it, but we get the suiting up moment, which uses holding out for a hero, which instantly connects it to one of my all time favorite films, Footloose. So, sure. I'm a, I'm, I do love that costume art touch. I do like where he's got the belt and then he tries to put it around his head. It's like, come on, Clark, you're you're, you're smarter than this. <laughs> yeah, and like there's the one that's very uh, Captain America. Yeah. There's one that's kind of daredevil-y. There's one that's kind of flashy. Am I forgetting? No, there's one. Yeah, there's a green one that makes him look a bit like Commander Cash from the RoboCop TV series. Oh, okay. If you remember that? Is that um, the one where he has like the flash hat with the dumb yeah. little wings on it? Like, yeah. The Captain America one is a bit like the when they did the amalgam bit in the store in the comics where they match. Oh, sure. Superman and Captain America together. It's got that. Um, Never considered that, but yeah, you're right. He's such a fun montage. I know that there's the whole, you know, no one will be looking at your face thing from <laughs> from Martha, which they don't call him tights for nothing. I, I think a lot of people read as more sexual than it actually was. I just thought, you know, <laughs> oh no, that's just a mom exactly. knowing her son is handsome. But that's there, just, there was a weird thing at the time. Like, oh, leave her alone. Exactly. But I think it's great. I love, again, I just love how playful Kay Callan is in this. Yep. Um, and just like 
so comfortable on camera and and just with action and stuff there's like there's a moment where she's like on that bed and kind of like jumps out of it like and that's that's the moment she's just like tired and on the bed and like kind of jumps back to life knowing he's coming back in in a new suit and that winds up being the superman suit and like she pulls the blanket from um the trunk and like perfectly hides then reveals the superman logo there too where i'm just like this is a woman who knows how to just knows her own physicality knows how to use the props knows how to like show some character and physicality it's just sorry i i love her so much i think she's just phenomenal throughout this whole series and it's just so cool to see her just fully baked here already yeah i love i love that bit of her like tired on the bed it's very much like the old cliche of a guy being dragged by his wife shopping kind of thing yeah kind of she plays it just like that and i love it and Um, it's just it's just she's out of ideas you know she's just kind of spent yeah I do wonder, did she then make the yellow Esther go on the suit or were there two S's that came across? <laughs> oh no, she made the yellow Esther go on the yeah. suit. I mean, clearly... She knocked that together uh, quick. In my in my interpretation, because this is not the same suit that he winds, for the, winds up for the rest of the series, like, she then kind of interprets that symbol yeah. and makes it the bubbly one that we know from the show, and like, she's the inventor, more or less, of the Superman symbol. Yeah. Um, it's helpful that they establish her as a cool avant-garde artist lady you know yeah what well, comes in handy especially when she gets into holograms yeah <laughs> <laughs> see um, season two listeners season two episode uh, top copy yeah with raquel welsh yeah with raquel welsh yeah um i like that lois sneaks onto the shuttle um, yep. I like that she sits there. I like the sort of awkward thing where she's trying to work out how to strap herself in before she realizes there's a bomb in there. Like the loudest <laughs> bomb as well. That loudest, bomb is smallest. Not <laughs> and he seemingly just eats the explosive, not even the detonator. It doesn't matter at that point. Yeah. It's just weird. And, it starts yeah. a proud tradition of him eating or sitting on bombs throughout the series. Yeah, the, the great one being in Honeymoon in Metropolis, where he yep. sits on the one on the sofa. Um, yep, that's the city. I as a kid, I loved the gag about you know what's that? It's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's just a guy in a pair of tights and a cape. Oh, as a kid, I love that. I, um, yeah, that no, that I, I think that's totally fun. That's, that's it's absolutely what you have to do in this pilot. It tonally fits in perfectly. Yep, absolutely. And they don't do. Do they do other stuff like that in this? Where like, do they do faster than speeding bill? You know, like, do they do other kind of cliche? I lines think that, like that stuff comes into play more in the one where Lex Luthor's doing all the trials. Yes, um, one of three. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that... Never ending battle, which which always felt like it should have been episode two. Uh... Oh well, well oh, we don't <laughs> have time for this controversy. <laughs> How is Lois planned on getting back from the space station? Is the ship going to come straight back? No idea. Also, where is this change of clothes that she? Yeah, you know I've this got, brown. I've got that as my note later. Yeah, this somehow changed. Was it and, under and the jumpsuit? After after a fly back to <laughs> the the you know northeast at the very least from from Cape Canaveral, you know. Yeah. Not a bug splattered on her face. No, the humidity of Florida alone would ruin that (laughs) hair. It's the magic of television. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the spinning paper headlines. I paused it to write them down. So the London Voice had mysterious phenomena in space. The Paris Bulletin had uh, same. uh, same The Paris Bulletin is such a stupid name. 
the New York Daily Star had Alien Invasion of Earth and the National Whisper had I'm Having the Aliens Baby. It also has a thing underneath that's like um resurrected couple finally marry or something like that. Finally marry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I took, or I took photos of them all, so I had all the headlines, but I noticed I, that too. I will post when I post this episode. But there's some wonderful little bits of humor in that. Yep. Um, it's a, it, it's it again it's a funny show. And this pilot is funny. I, I've said this before on the podcast. I'm sorry. When this show is funny, it it is hilarious. When it's trying to be funny, it is painful. And that's really not an issue here. For the most part, like there is good humor. Deborah Joy was a good writer and knew what she was doing with those. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's reincarnated couple finally tie the knot. Um, I yeah, wonder if perfect. the people in that photo are actually somebody. I wonder if that's They're an probably, joke in the series. Probably or crew members. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, I like Perry's thing about, you know, not believing that there's a flying man, that you should believe anything you see on TV. Yeah, and then in he comes. <laughs> That's so great, that shot of him Sorry, flying. Perry, this is the rest of your life. You know? that, that window does seem kind of dangerous in the Daily Planet. It's like it's asking for a guy to chuck himself out of it. But... <laughs> well, good news, it's just for a Superman to fly in and out of a few times. Yeah. And it's, again, a shot that they take when the opening credits Yep. Um, it's just such a wonderful looking shot. Yep. Um, Clearly, I bet this was the whole day was doing them flying in there. Yeah. Whatever, but worth um, it. Again, I'll, I'll say it for Dean Kane. He looks really graceful flying. Mm-hmm. You, you sort of buy into him flying. And we get, mm-hmm. our, I think, it's, is this our first Great Shades of Elvis in the episode then? Yes, I believe I so. Because I'm always on the lookout for a Great Shades of Elvis and I didn't clock one before. Because again, I remember the Elvis stuff being from the beginning, but it comes in more in season one, doesn't it? That it does, but, but that is that is the first inkling of it here. I think it then gets a little flanderized throughout the rest of the show because they establish it here. Yeah. Um, and you get the great, you know, how will I find you? I'll be around. I'll be around. It reminded when, me of I'm always around from yeah. Superman Returns. Yeah. And then when Clark comes back into the office and you ask where he's been, he says he's just been around. Mm-hmm. But before Perfect. that, he goes to see Lex. An astonishing debut, Superman. Well, haven't you heard? That's what they're calling you. It's international news. So, to what do I owe this honor? I came to tell you that I know who you are. Who you really are. I suppose on its face it was a good plan. Destroy Prometheus so that you could put your own space station in its place. Then not only would you make billions from the patents of the vaccines developed, but you would also be the supposed savior of the space program. Well, it's an interesting theory, Superman, but I'm afraid that's all it is. You are also responsible for the deaths of at least three people. Commander Latterman, Samuel Platt, Dr. Baines. Those probably aren't the only skeletons in your closet. So you become both my judge and executioner? Like any other citizen of the planet, I must obey the law. I am not above it. You, it seems, believe you are. I hold a certain position in the city. Yes. And there is nothing that would please me more than to see you dethroned and behind bars like any common criminal. That day will come. Well, I trust not. But, as they say, let the games begin. Oh, one more thing. 
if you ever need to find me. All you have to do is look up. Yes, and that that's, again, like, I feel like the animated series basically did the exact same scene yeah. of this too, a couple of years later, but it's, I, I just love that kind of um, what's Lex's line of basically like, well, as they say, then let the games begin, yeah. you know, I, I love perfect his, villain stuff. I love the way John Shea says Superman. Superman. Yeah. Bravo, Superman. Haven't you heard? Superman. So perfectly I, pronounced. I, I, I can't do a John Shea Lex Luthor, but... And, you know, I do like the, if you ever need to find me, all you have to do is look up. Look up. Again, <laughs> that's the hottest he looks in this this outfit the whole time. He looks great. And, and yeah, then it sort of, Clark goes back to the office and it ends with them on the lift and Lois saying, I'll ask all the questions. Off to like a casual terrorist shootout, yeah. by the way. Did you <laughs> it's, which I always heard that as a terrorist shootout on 6th. I was like, really? It's going on in the office? <laughs> Oh, on six, like on, on floor yeah. six. Because <laughs> again, we don't really have blocks like that. Oh, so, sure. Okay. So for me, I was like, is that man in the building? You're all really casual about this. Superman, America you didn't is more, hear this? Is as violent as it is on TV. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple, you know, casual mid 90s terrorist uh, interactions on the show that it's just like, ah, <laughs> oh, this wasn't this big a deal yet. You know? But. I mean, sort of, obviously, normally we talk about sequels, but this is a different kettle of fish kind of thing. And we've touched Funny upon enough, this as well. Yeah, there were like 80 sequels to this. It's weird. They were all shorter, but, but still good. It, it was weird. and Yeah. Stuff seemed to shift around a bit. Continuity was they a nightmare. But... They did like 20 some a year. It was weird. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyone, please. I mean I, I mean, I can't imagine there's anyone that's listening to this that hasn't checked out the show. But. But if there are people that haven't, um, please reach out to Lois and Clark uh, podcast and all the on the social things, and I'll I'll hand select you a list of some great episodes of this yeah. show. But it's it's so worth your time to at least jump through and do a best of. Well, that was sort of going to be how I was going to sort of hit on this is sort of like what are some of your favorites? Oh, great. Okay, let's do this. Um, I think one hundred two is good. Strange visitors. It kind of introduces some Kryptonian stuff. Um, uh i think honeymoon in metropolis which you mentioned is wonderful um pheromone my lovely is a good just kind of standalone whatever um the foundling is when he learns the names you know jarell and kal-el and laura and all that uh the last three episodes of the season are great um uh i'm losing steam in season two yeah help me you uh, i'm gonna tag you in for season two this Oh, just on season one, there's Green Green Glow of Home as well. Which oh I my god! I, I, how did I forget that? Awesome episode. One of my most rewatched episodes. The thing is, they ever package them together as movies, it'd be the two Jason Trask ones together. Yeah, that's a little yep. movie to release on video. Um, season two, you've got you got the first Intergang one, which is really good with Bill Church. Yeah, really like that's that a fun one. one. Um, I think. The bolt, bolt from the blue, or whatever. Or the the one with Leslie Jordan and the powers, which is fun. Yeah, I like the Metallo episode. Metallo it's... Phoenix, the Return. There. Yeah. Um, my favorite episode of the entire series is Tempest Fugitive from season two. 
different Superman story at that time. I love the first Tempest one. I got tired of Tempest. I love Tempest. I just time travel stories bore me. <laughs> I, I I get that, but that the that's what I'm talking about is that but, first one. Like truly, again, as a a Superman story that makes fun of all the dumb Superman things yeah. and then buys it back and makes you love them even more. Like it's so good. Um, yeah, and it's it's not a thing against the Tempest character. I love Tempest character. I love him as Tempest. Oh. I get it. One of those Tempest episodes in the beginning of season four is like fucking yeah. painful. It just um, felt a little bit like they kept going back to the Tempest well a bit. It felt a little bit like we can't get John Shea, we'll just do another Tempest. Yeah, yeah, And exactly. what I really wanted was John Shea and Tempest in an episode together. And they talked about it too, apparently, but we didn't get a season five. Um, I love that she figures out the secret, so the beginning of season three, when that happens, spoilers, yeah. is awesome terry hatcher should have won an emmy for that little speech she's so good um really all of season three until we get to the fake wedding i think is pretty great yeah yeah the fake wedding is yeah yeah froggy and clones and which is because you know we, Sorry. we got we got lex luther back again which is always a high yeah you want to love time, it he's in a turd of an episode <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing. He, there's a great couple scenes from him in that, but yeah, it's tough. Um, then the new Krypton stuff from season three to season four is wonderful, uh, and then there's like maybe two or three more episodes of season four you should watch, and then just stop because yeah. the show did. Yeah, yeah. I, it really does feel like the show gave up. I mean, for me, the series came out in the order that I like them. So one, I think one is top notch night is TV. Two is solid. Three, fine. Four hmm. is, and then I, I kind, I, I can see why we didn't get a season five, and I quite oh, like where I've said absolutely. it before elsewhere, and kind of got some shit from it. I quite like how it ends. I don't want to see what would have been the follow up to that. I, it never would have been good. It would have been thrown away within a couple of episodes. I reckon. I agree with you. Um, I totally think that as as a uh, accidental final image for the show, they really lucked out. Yeah. Um, uh, I also do agree with you that the show totally deserved to be canceled when yeah. it when it was. Um, I would have eaten season five up with a spoon, you know, like I would have devoured it. Don't get me wrong, but I, I, I watching season four with a critical eye is like, oh yeah, canceled yeah. the hell out of this thing. It's done. Um, there's always yeah. the danger that you get the season five and it's like it kills the entire series for you. Mm. I also I love this show more than most anything else. Yeah, I don't think there's a perfect season of this show. I think like they never really had a full like season arc or anything. You know, they never really followed through things enough. So like I don't have really a favorite season. I have favorite like runs of episodes. I have favorite episodes in each season. Yeah, season one's the one I go back to the most. It's the one I've rewatched the most. Um, I actually, I always remember Mason Drake being in two for more episodes than she actually is. I remember her being yeah, in a bigger part of it, but yeah, I, I, briefly, yeah. I had a massive crush on Mason Drake. Oh, she's so hot too. Yeah, I mean, sadly we lost her a couple of years ago in real life. The actress that plays her. Yes. Um, uh, speaking of Raquel Welsh, um, yeah, this show did the number one job of a tv show very well which is to cast pretty people and they, yeah. they they nailed it basically every time you know yeah and they got pretty people who for the most part could act like yep. i say 
Dean Cain has a couple of moments, but I've I've seen Dean Cain be a lot worse than other things. I've seen one of those Hallmark Christmas movies (laughs) with Dean Cain. It's like, you're not even phoning it in. You've texted it in. Yep. We we watched one of those for the podcast one year. It was just, it was painful. Yeah. I I mean, there's there's a Dean Cain film I remember really liking called Lost. That's a thriller that's just him in a car. Um, I've not actually gone back to it, but I remember really liking it. And the, I always used to be a thing that, you know, I'd watch anything if Dean King was in it just because, you know, it's, it's Dean King. Just for the nostalgia of it at the time. Less yeah. so much now without yeah, getting into the, 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 the Dean King shine has sort of gone off for me. Uh, yeah. Um, but and I was so excited when they brought him into Supergirl. When he had that great line in the Supergirl pilot of um, nobody knows more about Superman than me. I was like, yes. Oh, I don't even remember that, but that's cute. It's like, it's nice because I always felt with Smallville, they really did him dirty. Yeah, but he with took their, that opportunity and shot himself in the yeah, foot with it, didn't with, he? With with it, their version of Vandal Savage, not Vandal Savage. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. I meant the, yeah. the Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Supergirl, where he brought it all on himself. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's the reason why we didn't get to see that Lois and Clark in Crisis, I maintain. Mm hmm. Unfortunately, but um, I bet you're right. It it meant that Brandon Rice got his moment to shine again, so I'm all Thank for God. that. The, the 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 better the right Superman. Oh, I bet though, if they did anything, it was going to be a quick. Something. Oh yeah, it was it was going to be a Burt Ward, you know, rather than a Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I mean, this program was Saturday night for me in the nineties. The reason I wear glasses now is because as soon as I got glass, found out I had to wear glasses, I wore them all the time. <laughs> I loved that whole Dean Kane Clark Kent thing as an impressionable yep. teenage boy. I, I get it as as a teenage boy who was trying to figure out what to do with his his own looks. I took trading cards from the show to my hairdresser at the time and was like, "Can I have this?" And it was you know Dean's like Clark look. And, that's and your hairdresser basically looked at what that I've had for the rest of my life. These trading cards are horribly pixelated. I can't even tell what hell. Yeah, is this from a VHS? Yes, don't worry about it. Like squint and do it. Yeah. Those trading cards are so cheap. They're terrible. All all the merch from the show is terrible, which is why I've slowly been building up my own collection of merch that I have to make, you know. It comes up every so often on the Facebook group about I can't believe they didn't make action because this it was not that show. It was not aimed at the action figure collecting. They wouldn't have sold very well. A few years later, though. In the world where like Buffy had an awesome action figure line, where like Charmed had action figure, like it could have happened, but it yeah, was too early it was, and it was it, not the yeah. right show. It was just slightly out of time for it. It's yeah. When, the, weird, when most they... action figures were still like posed in a weird, ridiculous yeah. stance and that type of thing, like that's not what this would have been. It, it, it's weird though because they sort of tried to move away from what the show originally was conceived as, with obviously Deborah Joy Levine being pushed, being forced for, out for, yeah. for season two. And then sort of restructuring it more as a Superman show rather than a Lois and Clark show. Um, then would have been the time to do action figures. But again, I, I don't think people, the people that would buy action figures. Again, it's also to remember grown ass men like us weren't really buying action figures then. It, it wasn't the thing. I mean, there were there were some, but not enough to warrant. Say, we we were out there. We must have been. But yes, there there wasn't the um, the kind of cultural. Um, acceptance of weird nerd stuff like this, you know. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. But 
It's, yeah, I mean, again, I think we, if Dean Kane hadn't have gone the way he's gone, we quite possibly would have got a legacy line from McFarlane or a yep. Mattel line or Kenner or somebody like that. Or, or even like, I don't think they ever would have done a true reunion show, but we could have gotten a reunion special. We could have gotten a comic. We could have gotten, um, I think we absolutely would have gotten a taste of them in crisis. Yeah. Um, but um, thanks, Dean Kane and the modern American Republican Party for yeah. so far on that. That's it. In a world where we got a John Wesley ship flash figure, admittedly, I can't get it. It's yeah, exactly. That, that, yeah, I cannot afford, but yeah. <laughs> that I should have gotten the minute it was on Amazon. But I whatever. didn't even know it happened because stuff like that rarely comes over here. It's weird. To oh, stuff. It, it was already sold out by the time I'd heard about it. But if anybody wants to see what a McFarlane Dean Kane might have looked like, please check out Lois and Clark's. Lois and Clark podcast um, socials where I did one a few years ago that I'm yeah. still pretty proud of. It was the uh, Super Friends line one that you uh, that one that you No, it was the, no. the they did like a standard I think it was even for Action yes, like 1000 or something. They did a more standard Trunks Superman uh, that still looked mean and angry but I'm like, like you know yeah, why do I you round off these cheeks a little bit. Really horrible face. Yeah, yeah, it's bizarre. But um, nice. I did my best to kind of round off the cheeks and the the face a little bit and make them a little happier looking. Yeah, but I had my Super Friends Superman figure, so that was my stand-in for all Christopher yep. Reeve, Dean Cain, Superman TV series. I had the animated series a lot of roles. figure <laughs> that I put a giant cloth cape on and painted the little gold S, and that was my nice. that was my Dean Cain. Nice, yeah, love it. Um, I think yeah, I think we sort of obviously. If people want to hear more Lois and Clark, there is an entire series-wide podcast out there that I will put links to in the show notes. So, sort of, what else is going on? Obviously, you've got we've talked about it a little bit, but you've got always hold on to DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Yep, we're having a great time on that. It is so. Uh, it is a low-key rewatch podcast. Um, Really, for the the Arrowverse initiated, I'll be honest, because we're we're doing that in a weird way where we're it's a time travel show, so we're rolling the dice at the end of every episode to figure out which episode we're going to cover next, and it we're playing a bunch of games on it, and it's just it's just a blast and always a pleasure to record. So it's been really fun. I hope yeah. people are enjoying it. I am. As, I love half I love as much the... as we're having fun with it. You know. I love the format of Rolling the Dice. I love the thing of like, oh, if it had just been this number, it would have been my favourite episode of that season. <laughs> you all seem to be one out. Um, I do love where you covered the bases of a two-parter and then you rolled the dice and you were doing that episode next anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah sometimes the fates have a, have a sense of humour. There hasn't been one. There were a few episodes that we've talked about where we're like, I think we're too young a podcast to cover this like awesome episode of the show. Those honestly haven't come up yet, but those those will be ones where like those are the few times we'll probably put a put a finger on the scale and be like, let's roll again because we're, yeah. we're we shouldn't cover this yet. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's, it's but no, I'm really enjoying it, and it made me go back and actually finish watching Legends because I I dropped off when Brandon Rice left, and then. Actually, I dropped off before Brandon Rice left. I didn't even get to his final episodes. Hmm. Um, I think I watched Crisis and then dropped off there. And that was it, yeah. Well, as I did with a lot of the Arrowverse ones, to be fair. So... I think I think season seven starts 
great of legends i think i then miss kind of they they just move away from the structure of it for yeah. basically the whole season and i miss the structure by like the later half of that season um but i still think that they would have gotten back to that eventually in season yeah. eight and i just would have wanted more so yeah um, it's... but still i watched every season of that show thinking like there can't be more than five other people watching this, right? Like they're going to cancel this. And we got seven years out of it. So like, there's no, there's no bitterness on my end. I'm amazed we got as much as we did and that they let it get as weird as it did. Yeah. It's one of those, it's a shame they didn't know it was ending, but at the same time, I don't know how they'd end it anyway, really. That'd be satisfying. Yeah. It'd be tough. I, I think they, the end of season seven almost has an ending and then they do one more episode where they kind of jump back into the thick of it. Yeah, And I do like that again, as an accidental thing where it's just like, these people are just perpetually going to be in some sort of dumb time jeopardy, you know, <laughs> like that, that's what they are. Yeah. It's like I say, it's, it is a fun show. And um, I mean, you say about, you know, you figured they're only Lois and Clark, I figured I was the only one and then I discovered your <laughs> podcast and then I discovered a whole Facebook community. So I knew there had to be other people, but not enough to you know, get like, an action figure line. Apparently yeah, get an action figure, even to have a podcast dedicated, to <laughs> but then to find this whole community and the people that I've met through it and everything, it's been wonderful. And I really enjoy talking to you about the pilot and that. And thank you for coming back to nineties metropolis. Oh, truly. Thank thank you again for, for doing this. I, it's it's no um, it's no lie that I've been really looking forward to this and, and I've been like wanting to watch the pilot and putting it off because I'm like, no, I want it to be kind of fresh when when we talk. So thank you yeah. very much for having me. It's, no, it's a pleasure. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. So again, I've been looking forward to it as well. This is the again, I've recorded them out of order. So this is the last one I'm doing for the summer of superman even though it'll be in the middle of the episode it's the last one i'm recording it's such a nice i can't wait to, to listen to these dude I've, i will put all the links in the show notes for both lois and clark and always on on to legends and everything else the you know the thank you very much website and all that stuff and all that and yeah i shall hopefully speak to you again soon for another film possibly a non-barry sonnenfeld one we could... i was gonna say it's a shame he didn't direct <laughs> i know <laughs> Can you believe that the director of this, by the way, directed the Batman pilot? Like that's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. What it's... what an incredible career Robert Butler had. Yeah. Anyway, I had to squeeze that in at the yeah, end. No, here. No, that's, Jesus that's Christ. What... I mean, Lois's outfits are kind of Barry Sonnenfeld, so you're not wrong. They've, they've got that timeless Cohen brothers. I I think I have what my if I'm lucky enough to be asked back, I think I know what my next movie is gonna be, and it's not Barry awesome. Sonnenfeld, apparently. Awesome. I will, yeah. We'll if it's not covered about, by them. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that off episode then, but yeah. Okay. No, thank you for doing this. I really enjoyed it. And like I say, we'll send you back into the temporal zone now so you can <laughs> well... get back on the wave rider, find out who's <laughs> new in your crew. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, really. Sounds good, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. See ya. Morning, Lois. Clark, where you been? Around. Well... Not that it's anywhere near as exciting as the stories you covered on the Smallville Press, but Superman was in the newsroom, and I've just about nailed down the exclusive. Well, congratulations. Clark, you should have seen him. Uh, up close, he is the most magnificent figure of a man that I have ever... It sounds like he made quite an impression on you. He did. Hmm. Why? Are you jealous? Of Superman? Should I be? <gasps> Please. Where are we going? Terra shootout on 6th. 
and can't. I'll ask the questions. That was the pilot for Lois and Clark New Adventures of Superman. And why not? I'd like to thank Matt for joining me on the episode to talk about the film. Please do check out the show notes for all the links you need to both Lois and Clark, the new podcast to Superman, and always hold on to DC's Legends of Tomorrow podcast. At the time of recording, the Lois and Clark pilot is available in the UK on DVD from Warner Brothers, either as part of the Season 1 or the Complete Series box set. It's also available to buy digitally from Prime Video. We put a shout out on the socials for your thoughts on and members of seeing the film, and we had a couple of replies. At Piece of Rod on Instagram said, Dean Kane was my first crush. I remember that I was 12 years old when it originally aired in Austria, and I loved it ever since. At Fred A. Comics on Twitter said, I remember being appalled that I was supposed to accept an actor other than Christopher Reeve as Superman. I grew up with his movies. No shade on Dean Kane, he was good, and Terry Hatcher was phenomenal. Thank you for the comments for this episode. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts on the film, you can get involved in the conversation wherever you see this episode posted on our social media channels. So if you aren't already, give us a follow on Threads, Twitter, I refuse to call it X, and Instagram. And why not join the Am Why Not group over on Facebook? Not only will we be kept up to date with what episodes are coming up and have the chance to contribute to them, but we also post our picks of three great movies to check out each week on Freeview TV in the UK. If you fancy joining us, just search And Why Not Pod on social media or check out the links in our show notes. If you enjoyed this episode and be bothered to do so, please give the episode a share and tell your friends about it. And why not give the series a follow or subscribe over on Acast or wherever you listen to the episodes. If you're feeling super generous, we'd be grateful of a rate and a review if you have a second or two to spare. Or if you don't, thank you, we're just grateful that you spent that time listening to us. And if you enjoy podcasts talking about Superman, I've put some links in the bonus features section on the episode page on the Haunted Nurse website for you to check out, as well as a link to the Superman homepage. So if you're looking for more Superman goodness in your life, there's a good place to start. If you've missed any Amway Not episodes so far, you can find them on our podcast channel over on Acast, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, or on our website at hauntednerds.com. In the meantime, we're back on Tuesday the 8th of August, where I'll be joined by Digging for Kryptonite host Anthony Desiato as we discuss Brian Singer's quasi-continuation of the Donniverse with 2006's Superman Returns. But until then, this has been a Nerds Who Wanted House production, and I've been Stuart Marine. Thanks for listening, and remember... Hard Facts! Hard Facts! That's the name of this game! Bye for now. Bye.